0: I'm Gary Erickson.
1: And I'm Tyler Hogue.
0: We became best buds through the heavy music scene.
1: And now we're doing a podcast, breaking down our favorite bands, albums, and shows.
0: This is All Consuming Podcast. Welcome, everyone. Today we're going to do some Sleeping Giant Yes. finished people.
1: I'm so excited right? for it. People have been asking us on Instagram. They've been DMing us and asking, when are you going to get to Sleeping Giant? And we are finally able to say, that's our next episode.
0: Right now.
1: Right now. Dude, Sleeping Giant is a band that I think like we both... When you think back to like the bands that we wanted to do um, when we started this podcast, we listed like these bands we wanted to do. And Sleeping Giant was both of ours. Like it wasn't like you know the first three or whatever, but it was on there. We knew we wanted to get to it, and I'm so stoked we're finally gonna get there. I don't know if you know this, but you were the first person to show me Sleeping Giant. Oh, really? Yeah, you showed me Sons of Thunder. Your favorite song off that mm. album, which is...
0: well, with Ryan Clark. <laughs> yeah, of course. The Army of the Chosen One.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You you and your Demon Hunter fanboy, like, I mean, you had to show that one. It's a good song, you know, but you I showed did. that to me. And, like, I kind of, like, listened to them and got into them um, because of that. Uh, mm. And I went back, and I wasn't super, like, stoked on it. I, I like their stuff, but I wasn't super stoked until I heard... Um, kingdom days and evil age and i was like dude this is legit but for you before i talk about like the first time me getting into it let's talk about you gary how did you first hear sleeping giant
0: um i don't even know
1: <laughs> you like, don't have some romantic like nostalgic like memory
0: i feel like i've just always known <laughs> you just know uh, there.
1: what probably happened
0: here's a big guess is i looked up all the guest appearances that ryan clark did and because you know he does a ton um and i, th- I probably found it that way and saw that yeah. he did this song and that's probably how i discovered them probably but yeah and i didn't really like them that much except for that one song because i thought man ryan clark goes so hard on this vocally yeah why can't they do that all the time (laughs) and like i was really excited for like their demon hunters next album because i was like maybe they're gonna be so heavy they weren't wrong um (laughs) wrong (laughs) but no i just really love his vocals on it and and i really love like the progression and build up of the song yeah um but yeah and and so when kingdom days kingdom days came out i was i was ready like what's their next sound gonna be and it was amazing
1: yeah it kind of blew me away i heard eyes wide open that was the first song i heard off of that album and i was like where have these guys been this whole time um Mm -hmm. obviously i knew their older stuff but like this sound to me was like new um which is kind of interesting and Finnish people is just kind of an extension of what that sound was which is pretty exciting to talk about but after you showed me Sons of Thunder, Army the Chosen One, right? Like I went uh-huh, back uh-huh. and I, <laughs> I, listened to like their previous albums, you know, um, and one song that I particularly kind of liked was "Horrormonger," and huh. so I have this memory, <laughs> this memory of that song where I was at Eastern and waiting outside for my class to start, right, and <laughs> and I'm just like bumping. Horrormonger. the intro of that song is like it's just every sleeping giant song ever where they just have like a driving guitar you know just dun, 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 going crazy um and i had these cheap old like earbuds i don't know like you could hear, like what like you could hear gummies oh for sure they're like the five dollar gummies from walmart <laughs> and you could <laughs> you could hear clearly the music you know that i was listening to outside of the earbuds like there was no like noise cancellation at all and mm-hmm. so I'm sitting outside this class waiting for my class to start, just rocking, sleeping giant, whoremongers going off, dun, 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 getting to the part to finally where like Tommy comes in and like screams and the guitar is going crazy. It might be like a minute in or something like that. And I'm just rocking out, minding my own business. And this girl like walks out of the class that I was waiting to get in once my class started. And she looks at me. And I pulled my earbuds out and she, this is a, this is a look that like has been etched in my brain forever. <laughs> you have dreams, <drinks. laughs> like, like the way that she like had her like eyes, like just staring through my soul. I took my earbuds out and she said, uh, excuse me. And I was like, Oh, what? She's like, we're trying to have a class in here. And your music is so loud. And like, I, I felt so <laughs> embarrassed. I was so embarrassed because then I thought it just hit me like right there. Like, dude, I've been doing this for over a minute. Like we're fully a minute into the song. And it is, it is. You're educating the class, man. And I was like, there's like a bench right outside the door too. And I was just sitting on that bench. They probably, they probably thought, you know, looking back, did she think I was doing it on purpose? You know, like, did she think I was just trying to be like an absolute... You know, jerk or whatever. <laughs> your
0: headphones are, like, facing out <laughs> instead I of in your them. ears. cup them. You know, I get to cup them to make them
1: listen, listen to this some-
0: <laughs> You get, like, that toilet paper roll headphone yeah. megaphone thing.
1: <laughs> no, they were just in my ears, but they were so cheap that the entire class was like, dude, this guy is lame. Mm. And so, gosh, my the feeling, like, in your stomach, like, when you're so embarrassed – that, like, you just, like, cringe just thinking about it. Like, I have that even right now, thinking about that situation. Mm. So it wasn't a great start for Sleeping Giant for me. Like, mm. I have weird memories with it. But, like, yeah. after that, when Kingdom Days was released and finished, people, and then I am, like, I'm so, I was so sad when I found out they were going to break up, right? That they mm-hmm. were going to stop, stop making music because, like, every album from kingdom days to finish people the i am like it went it was like peak awesomeness every time they released it, i was like man this whole album's fire yeah <sighs> man but yeah i
0: so how's your hearing now that you've you know <laughs> blew out your ears listening to sleeping giants so loud i don't think it, i don't know school.
1: if it blew out my ears i just think those earbuds were so Bad now I do I mean my ears my ears are kind of shot because we I we I used to be in that like metal band right in college with Ryan who was a guest oh, on yeah. here and and Joe you don't want our to drummer, mention your
0: name no one look up his band
1: I <laughs> no, stop and our drummer Joe like he would always we'd always practice in like this super small room we never had like earplugs or anything he just like kah, kah, shh, kah. So one of my ears, like, the one I Uh, think that was, like, really facing his drums, it, like, when we go to shows and stuff, it, like, pops and stuff. And it gets all, like, fuzzy. (laughs) I kid you not. Dude. (laughs) So I'm pretty sure, like, my left ear eventually will just, like, give out. But, Hmm. yeah.
0: I kind of have that with with my right ear. Really? But that's just from being in a little kid on the front row of too many concerts with my dad. Yeah. Without any earplugs or anything.
1: I know, I used to like make fun of like people that had earplugs at shows, but now I'm like, gosh, you're smart. Yeah. Gosh, you're smart. Yeah. You're like Beethoven. You can feel the bass. You can't hear anything. But you can feel the music.
0: <laughs> so speaking of concerts. <laughs> yeah, dude. Let's talk about our concert with them.
1: Oh, that show was. So we've talked about this concert, yeah.
0: this show like on yeah. so many episodes because Yeah. Well, we've talked about all the bands on it. Uh, yeah so it was for today headlining for their immortal album sleeping giant i think kingdom days was out right
1: no it was right it had you to be right think before so?
0: maybe they played some songs off of it but... yeah
1: they might have but it wasn't fully out yet
0: yeah because i remember i wasn't super excited to see them but since they were there i was like sweet can't wait anyway we also saw impending doom uh, other two bands was Texas in July and 100th, I think. Yeah.
1: Yes, so, yeah.
0: We've talked about the concert a lot, and we've... In our conversations, we've talked about <laughs> Sleeping Giant. But we've always had to edit it out for the episode, because it's not about Sleeping Giant.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. But this is about Sleeping Giant. Yeah, so let's talk about it, Taylor. What do you think of the show? Okay, so, uh, truthfully, like, I don't remember i said this i think i said this about the whole the whole show in general like i don't remember a ton like i remember i remember tommy being up there and like preaching and talking and i feel like a guy from hundredth like stepped in and played guitar for him on the set or something Hmm. um but I, i i remember the pit going crazy i remember having like an awesome time i thought they sounded really great Like, I thought Tommy's vocals, like, because I've always heard, like, Tommy, like, jacked up his voice. I don't know how true it is. Jacked his voice up and, like, couldn't scream like he used to and stuff like that. Mm. But I thought he sounded awesome. But I was also, like, really in it. And I think for this part, we were in the pit, like, quite a bit. If I remember right.
0: Originally. (laughs) Well, I was for a little bit. So, like, okay. I, I did get punched, so I was in the very front row, but this stage was like it was like a church stage that had been extended yeah. or something, so it was like right at kneecap level. <laughs> it's like if you're in the front and someone pushes you, you like put your hand on the stage to keep yourself up from falling, but yes. it was really like digging into my knees, and I was like, okay, I don't want to be in the front for this, Yeah, and I tried to get back, um, but what I really liked about the show was they started... By playing that song that I like, "The Army of the Chosen One." Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, "Yes, like uh, this is the only one I wanted them to play." Um, (laughs) and so I was super excited, and that's why I was in like the front. I didn't mean to get in the front; it just kind of happened. So when I was trying to get back, someone like touched my shoulder, and I turned and looked, and there's just a fist in my face. And you know, I wear glasses. I don't anymore to concerts. Lesson as he's wearing
1: glasses right now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) uh but man (laughs) like i have never been that angry like that that quickly that dude he he punched me killer yeah he he punched me like for no reason i never talked to him touched him nothing my glasses fell off and i don't really remember everything but i remember i wanted to hunt him down and someone (laughs) pulled me out and i think ryan bordner who's on one of our episodes ryan yeah uh I think he got my glasses off of the floor and brought them to me. And, yeah, yeah your, your pit boss, buddy, I'm pretty sure he's the one that pulled me out because I was just, like, ready to fight. And this kid, I, I just watched him for the rest of the show. You know, he's, like, a high schooler, but he's big. And he's just, like, yeah, he was kicking big. people's backs if they're in front of him in the pit. And, it's, and then those people, like, turn around. And so people are just standing in the front row facing the pit because they can't trust this guy. Right. And the, so they they can't watch the show, and the whole time I'm just like super angry at this guy. Ruined and that's my experience. What you remember of Sleepy Jack? Yeah. It was. It was. I right barely remember it? it. Yeah, like the first song. So the Dude. whole time I'm just like raging. Yeah. But ev- eventually he pieced out and disappeared. I don't. I don't know what happened. Maybe enough Got people tired. were ready to fight him. Yeah. <laughs> Mom came to pick him up or something.
1: Dude. And then it's like one of those things where you like think about like. In that moment, we weren't like, oh, we'll never see Sleeping Giant perform live again, you know? But, like, we never got to see Sleeping Giant perform live again.
0: Yep. So thanks, random guy, for punching me (laughs) and ruining my only experience with Sleeping Giant. (laughs) Thank you.
1: You know what? I only
0: remember it forever.
1: I feel like you have bad luck at getting punched or hit at shows.
0: I do. I get elbows a lot. I've been doing good since we went to that Haste of the Day concert, you know, and like learned the whole fist out yeah. from Portland, the Portland crew. Like, oh, yeah. My life's improved.
1: Yeah. I don't know, man. That that show was crazy. Like, and it was in this church and there weren't any rules. It felt like, you know, like there was no, <laughs> it's just crazy, man. Mm-hmm. But I think we were there for four today more so than yeah, anything. For sure. And so it made like the other pieces like just not as important in at that time. But like looking back, I was like, man, I wish I would have invested more into that Sleeping Giant show, yeah. um, or invested more into that Impending Doom show because we we haven't been to live shows in forever. I feel like we took those for granted for sure. Yeah.
0: So if you're younger than us and you go to these shows and you're like, uh, here's this band, they're all right. Like you never know what their next album is going to be to you. Right. Like, it could be yeah. your next favorite album, and you're going to be like, man, I wished I saw them. One of our buddies who wants to do an episode with us. Everybody does. You get in line, people. Yes. Uh, get he, in line,
1: baby.
0: He didn't go to the Close Your Eyes episode, because he listened to the album, and he's like... Concert. Show. What did I say?
1: Episode. Oh.
0: He didn't go to the Close Your Eyes concert with Tyler and I, because yeah. he listened to the album, and he's like, "Ah, eh, it's not really my thing. But, like a year later he's like i don't know what i was thinking this album's amazing next time they come to town yeah. let's go see them like i'd love to see them live and we're like yeah i heard they broke up good luck with that <laughs> you know <laughs> like <laughs> after two albums well yeah.
1: technically they didn't break up after two albums but should have no
0: <laughs> after two albums they Just stopped kidding.
1: they stopped <laughs> yeah yeah, you know, but you know, with Sleeping Giant, like, they're doing new stuff. Like, Tommy's doing new stuff with Holy Name, which is pretty cool stuff. Um, but, man, I just feel like it's an interesting way to go out. To go out, like, when I feel like your music is, like, it's it's rocking. It's a great album. I Am was an awesome album to go out to. It left me wanting more. It left everyone else wanting more. It's better to go out probably that way than to go out, like, a close your eyes where they have a album that's not well received
0: yeah a drastic lineup change or yeah I mean I don't know it's, it's like those people say you know it's, it's better to to end while it's good while the times are good yeah. then I disagree I'd rather bands just be like P.O.D. and just keep pumping out stuff
1: just keep throwing them out be like War of Ages and just keep making music Heck like yeah. that'd be awesome so let's jump
0: into this so, lineup since we've kind of dabbled around it for a little bit just
1: just dabble. so
0: yeah let's get into some details of of finished people before we actually jump into it so yeah. 2014 um this was not a face down release it was uh-huh. I, it was like i think it was um tommy green's uh own record label but I think it was owned by Century Media.
1: Ain't No Grave or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I
0: didn't yeah. don't have that in my notes, so thank you. Um, yeah. So yeah, from what I can gather on the internets and Wikipedia, which is the holy grail of information, uh, you know, vocals, Tom Green, guitar, Jeff Brulette, and drums, Matt Weir. I was very surprised there was only three because every, like, every YouTube video you can find of their shows, there's like six or seven people on that stage. Right. Like sometimes there's just people with more snare drums, you know? Um, (laughs) but what is awesome about this album is it's just this massive collection of hardcore guys making music. And I'm sure that like these three guys played other roles in the recording and stuff. Um, and there's other people involved, uh, but there's so many guest vocals. Yeah. And it's really that's awesome. cool. It's really cool that they do this kind of collab work.
1: I don't want to say, like, the guest vocals are the best part about Sleeping Giant because they're not, right? But, like, it's really cool when you have, like, these guest vocalists that step in. And we're going to talk about a bunch of them when we talk about the songs. When they step in and they just fit, like, Sleeping Giant so well, mm-hmm. right? And Tommy's voice and that guest vocal's voice, like, it's really kind of goes to that like hardcore like theme, you know, where you have all those people up there just going crazy. Like that's the difference. You don't necessarily get that a lot in in like traditional metalcore.
0: Yeah. So I'll just go off a list of all the guest vocalists. We will talk about most of them because we talk about most of the songs they're in. Uh, yeah. But here we go. We got Drew DeJorio. We've talked about him before. Bruce LePage, yeah. Levi the Poet, mm-hmm. Joel oh, Muniz, yeah. Joe Mustin, Nate Robolito, and Brooke Reeves. Not Brooks
1: Reeves. <laughs> we got over <laughs> For our impending doom episode, we literally called Brooke Reeves, Brooks, the entire episode. Yeah, I have a friend and named Brooks, it.
0: and so I, I think that's what happened. I started saying that, and you like repeated after me, and
1: dude and while we were editing like we were listening to it and we just cringed every time we heard ourselves (laughs) say brooks it was so like oh yeah but we have a disclaimer on that episode and brooke himself said don't worry about it
0: you heard it everyone don't worry about it
1: (laughs) don't worry about it oh good so
0: one last thing this album was mixed by will putney Oh yeah. So we talked about him on Norma Jean, but this was, you know, five years before that. Uh, there was a lot of other people involved, a lot of engineers and stuff like that, that are listed on Wikipedia and like, it's really hard to like say who did what part without actually being there, but right. So there's that, there's all the information I got.
1: Love it, dude. So how about we just jump right in to finish people?
0: let's finish some people. So to start this off, how about you start us with track numero uno? Numero uno. Um,
1: you mean Clutches? Yeah. Uh, that's what, I said. what a way! Let's just let's just get this out of the way. What a way to start an album! Like, there is a YouTube video out there that is the live version of Clutches. And Mm -hmm. it starts off you know, with this chant, right? This chant, God, don't let sinners fall into the hands of an angry church. Without your love, I never would have made it. Father, don't let your people fall into the clutches of an angry world. Without your love, we're never gonna make it. And Tommy's like chanting this, but the whole crowd, man, like this is what I get and gives me goosebumps just thinking about it and watching that video. The whole crowd is screaming this back. Right? And it's like this prayer between, you know, Tommy's like, this isn't just my prayer, this is your prayer too. And they're just belting it out. And the whole crowd, you know, or at least what you can see in the video, is mm-hmm. just going nuts, just screaming this at the top of their lungs. You I know? remember
0: when you showed me that, like, a couple of days ago.
1: Yeah. Uh, just watching it, like,
0: and seeing the crowd react and get hyped up with the breakdown and stuff. And I'm just like, like, you just get this feeling like you want to be there too.
1: You want to be there. You want, like, to go to live shows again. Um, yeah. Man, like...
0: You want Sleeping and, Giant to come back.
1: And part of it, too, is, like, you know, I get... Like, I want that. Like, you know, after we saw Sleeping Giant live is when we really started getting into them, right? Like, Kingdom Days mm-hmm. came out, then finished People. We're, like, we weren't huge fans yet. But, like, yeah. this is the show that I wanted to go to. This is the show that I wanted to experience. This is what i think like sleeping giant is built for they're not built for technical guitar solos and you know like the music like portion of it this is like an interactive like scream with them sing with them dance with them and just like he said like this prayer is your prayer and like these lyrics man we're gonna go through them but i love all of these lyrics And, and and truthfully like all their songs i think if they're not fully about God, they're God-adjacent. Like, we're talking... We talk about those <laughs> War of Ages, too. But these guys are... We say adjacent, like, way too much. No,
0: like, that's cool. They, it's they a valid word <laughs> in the English language. I was tell not told you, in school, don't I use
1: remember it. in... <laughs> I remember in math class, like, geometry, they're like... All the kids are just, like, fired up. They're like, when are we ever gonna use this in, in, in real life, missus? And, like... I could have in that moment been like, "Well, when I start a podcast, I'm going to say adjacent a ton." You know, like you,
0: just, you just equated your g- math class to saying adjacent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not out using the Pythagorean so, theorem all, all the right, time. All right, here's
0: here's a rabbit trail based yeah. on that. So my high school teacher totally did that. One day you're going to use this trigonometry. One day yeah. you're going to use this algebra, and I'm like, I'm not going. I didn't even know if I was going to college at the time, but obvious, you know computer science major i use some algebra and things just to get through school but yeah when i rebuilt my deck and i had to figure out like the degree of the railing and the height that it needs to be for each step to like stay at the same height for each yeah. step you for actually sure, had to use it like i was like i know there's an algorithm for this i know i learned it you know, that's going funny. through some YouTube so you videos YouTube. and there, yeah, yeah, you watch some YouTube videos and they're like, we're gonna go back to high school, and I'm like, ah, oh, dang it, they're right. I was gonna use this one day. So but if you ever rebuild mi- a deck,
1: that's right, know. Mrs. Davidson. We are using adjacent in this podcast quite a bit, even though it has nothing really to do with math. So I don't even know why I brought it up. But Sleeping Giant, like lyrically, like, they're for today, gospel-driven. Their goal as a band is to share Jesus with people, right? And to worship God, okay? That's not every band that's in this scene. That's not every band that we call a Christian band, right? These guys are that. Mm -hmm. And Clutches is a great example. Um, There's lyrics that I just, like, I can't get over. Like, the verses and the way he says it, like are awesome you know the chant's great the chorus or whatever you want to call it like it's super fun um but each verse is like packed with stuff all of our politics and pride breed division and disorder anything but love don't let a christian love or it's over you know and like all of these things like i don't know to me they resonate like super super deep because we think about like us now and like the church and like people like when you talk about politics and pride people are are so divided Mm -hmm. right more so than ever we've been divided and like when you think about like being brothers and sisters in christ it's like that right there is the unifier and that jesus is what brings us together and we have all this stuff our pride and the politics of this world has like draw has like driven a wedge between us Yeah, It blows my mind. It's just so frustrating.
0: What do you think that line is talking about? Don't let a Christian love. Or it's over.
1: Because you know what? If we didn't, this is the way I take it. If we didn't get all caught up in our politics and our pride, breeding division and all this disorder in the church then we would have, like, love, right? Because all that stuff is anything but love. And so if you actually let a Christian love, because he's saying, it like, if you let a Christian love, it's over, right? Don't let a Christian love or else it's over. And so he's basically saying, I think, like, if we put aside all these politics and our pride and we actually love each other and are unified for Christ, like, dude, it's over. Nothing can stop us
0: yeah i like the uh i don't know if it's the right word but the duality of the song we basically have like a song to sinners saying you know god don't let sinners fall in the hands of an angry church yeah and then you have the other side that's like like god don't let your people fall into the clutches of an angry world and then you have these two verses that i think are divided In both of those two, right? You have all of our politics and pride breed division and disorder. And then he's telling like them, anything but love, don't let a Christian love or it's over. Right. And then you have the other verse that I think is kind of the Christian end of it. That says vanity, theology, and ego breeds competition with each other. Obviously sinners and well, non-Christians is what we'll say. Non-believers, whatever. They're not going to be arguing about theology um but anyway just that you know breeds competition with each other anything but love or it's over i do yeah, like
1: man yeah
0: go i like it. the bridges out of those verses like i know one yeah, of them leads so to an awesome brutal. breakdown but just like the what he says is like the only freedom i found is radical love
1: And the way he says it, like, get on the music part. The only freedom I found. He's like, and he's like screaming this, but not like metal screaming. If that makes sense, it's just like he's hardcore. just like proclaiming it. Group shouting. Yeah, hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Is radical love right? And the way the guitar comes in is like the only freedom I found is duh, 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 radical love, and I love that part yeah. so much. Oh, just the way like the guitar comes in. And the music after and him screaming radical love. Like yep. dude, it is emotion packed and it's so fun. And then you get to the the beginning, that chant again, and they go over that God don't let sinners fall into the hands of an angry church. We get to that second verse that you talked about, the vanity, theology, and ego breeds competition with each other. Anything but love or is over. And, dude, I love theology. I love it. I, I read books on theology. Um, I'm really into learning, you know, about Christ and all of, mm-hmm. um, all of that, like systematic theologies. I have a few of them that I've gone through. But, like, theology can, like, also breed disorder, too, right? It can also cause divisions. Right. Like, you know... And I think theology is awesome, but here's a great example, like Tommy Green and Maddie Montgomery and other people that are in the scene that are really outspoken for Christ. Like we, there's a bunch of different denominations in Christianity, right? In Protestant Mm -hmm. Christianity. Yep. And like, there are people that hear what Tommy Green preaches and automatically write off Sleeping Giant because they don't agree with some of his theological beliefs. Yeah. You know, and Maddie Montgomery is the same thing. They call him heretics.
0: That's why I'm writing right? off this podcast because of your theology. This is our last episode.
1: <laughs> it's over. <laughs> Dude. But, like, I think, I don't know. There was, like, this point to where I was, like, super into, like, really just, like, hashing out theology of what I believe and, and what I think the Bible, like, says and stuff like that. Um, but then I see people that are, like, focused on, like, the littlest things that I would call, like, open-hand issues that aren't, like, fully, like, these are things that you have to believe to be a Christian. They're just, like, people have different opinions on them, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, people are so angry. Yeah. Or rude to these people, like, Tommy Green or Matt Montgomery. They're literally giving their lives, man. Like, they've spent so much time in little dive clubs and on tour away from their families like literally every night like these are the bands that are doing this every night between every single song preaching the gospel furthering the kingdom for sure man and like i want to say and i I don't say this but i want to say like to these people you know i'm getting fired up right i'm getting all sweaty right now just talking about this but i want to say these people (laughs) (laughs) that like 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 throw these bands that like differ theologically than them. They just want to throw these bands out. I want to say to them like, dude, they're probably, they probably have done more for the kingdom than you ever will. You know, and obviously that's not necessarily true, right? I don't want like people to think that I'm saying that they have, but like, that's what I want to set in my heart. I want to say that because mm-hmm. those dudes are freaking on fire. Yeah. Right. And I, we've seen four today. A few times we've seen sleeping giant once. And, like, it wasn't for either of those bands. It, was, it wasn't It was a, all right, our set's over, we believe in Jesus, thanks, guys. It was, like, yeah. between each song. Yeah. All the time, giving many sermons, it felt like.
0: Yeah. Well, dude, that's, like, their mission, right? It's, like, literally a mission, missionary work doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Awesome.
1: And then there's other bands, you know, and, and you don't have to be like that. Right. Like you don't have to be a Christian quote unquote band and like constantly say, oh yeah. And, and, and preach the gospel. You don't have to do that. Like that's not required, but that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Right. There's all these other bands we love, right? We love demon hunter. We love as they We love these bands. Um, but you know, they don't go off every song and, and share the gospel. You know, they might share it in their songs, which is totally fine too. Right? But like mm-hmm. Sleeping Giant and For Today Man, that is their mission.
0: Yeah, and it definitely doesn't feel forced either. Like no. they want to do this. And that's yes. awesome. And I think when bands under oath do this forcefully, right. you know, it's just like come like sure they say it and you might be like, Oh sweet, so they are Christians, awesome. Yeah. Uh, but then it just becomes really unauthentic and then it sets high expectations and people are like, well, they said they were a Christian, but I heard Spencer does cocaine, you know, and like you hear all these rumors of things. And it's like, yeah. oh, they can't be Christians anymore. And now they're all against, you know, the Christian music scene because there's right. all this stigma and expectations against them. And, you know, like, like Christians, like we're really good at like judging and pushing people out dude you know like there was and a post today song- <laughs> on on, <laughs> yeah. on on one of the facebook groups that we're in where they're like uh oh, what band was it haste today yeah he's like for any haste today fans how do you why do you like how can haste today claim to be a christian when they have a song about a relationship and i'm just like you know like all right pulling my sleeves up let's get into this but Here first i'm go. gonna look through the comments and most of the comments i think you know were great super accurate but but still like that kind of an unfiltered question and i'm sure the guy like took it back and was like it was just a thought you know maybe he just wanted an explanation and he wasn't legit like saying you can't call them christians you know he did not say that so that, that but a lot of people kind of took it like he said it said that but you know those kinds of questions are just like it's just thoughts like that where you just go, Oh, I thought they were a Christian band, but they're talking about a relationship on this one song. It's like, man, Christians are people too. And you know, when you write a song with like your Christian worldview, you know, your, your Christian lens, I would rather hear a song about a relationship from a brother in Christ. than Someone who does not believe. And it's like, I don't know what I'm going to hear out of this song, you know?
1: And I think we've grown and we've talked about this before. Like, obviously from when we were basically kids, right? Just getting into the genre, like we've changed, we matured, we've realized that, that, right? And I, you know, you think about people that ask that, like, we've got to the point now where we look back and like, we focus so much on like, oh my gosh, are they Christian? Did they say this? What do they, what does this mean? You know, mm-hmm. um, oh, they didn't do their Jesus talk after their, after their set, were they really Christian? You know, and we've grown to realize that doesn't matter. Right, like you, just because you don't say it doesn't mean you're not Christian, right? Because your your music can be the gospel proclaimed. Your life can be the gospel proclaimed, right? But those bands are completely different than I would say a Sleeping Giant and For For Today because they are proclaiming the gospel constantly. I mean,
0: I'm sure Sleeping Giant and For Today have been told no on tours because they would pro like you know, are you guys going to talk about Jesus? yes. Yeah. You can't talk about Jesus if you're going to come to this show. And they're like, well, we're gonna, and they're like, you know, totally taken off shows yeah. where I think a lot of bands would be like, sure, no problem. Right. And that's just totally different. That's not what they were doing. Like their bands were outreach to the hardcore scene, the underground scene, reaching kids that were listening to this kind of music, but did not go to church or listen to anything Christian. Right. Like they did such a great job at this kind of a ministry. Yeah. And that's what they did, right? And a lot of the Christian bands we listen to, they're just Christian people, I don't know, call it their job. <laughs> like, sure. They're just musicians that are Christians. And though they might not feel an evangelical calling, I know I don't. As a programmer, I'm not writing right. code where I leave like method <laughs> names like found Jesus. And like, Gary, what does this <laughs> method mean? i am be like, "Well, yeah. if you go into it, you can see it does all this work." I'm like, I- I'm not I'm not doing that. People are going to be like, right. you're being ridiculous. Like, that's not how – well, that's not how you share the gospel. That's how you make people frustrated with you. Sure. <laughs> but and that, but that's what these guys are doing. Like, that – you know, it, it's really awesome seeing bands that are this outspoken and that it is a mission statement for them.
1: Absolutely. And, and it goes back to, to clutches. Like, all these divisions. Oh, yeah, we're talking about clutches. I
0: forgot.
1: <laughs> all these divisions – among the church right and all this stuff these these, us as christians are going through like we're talking about us as christians like nick picking every other brother in christ and stuff like that like the only solution that tommy green sleeping giant has ever found to this problem is radical love yep right is coming together despite every other thing in this world and realizing that jesus is what brings us together and, like, dude, me and you have com- – we we love the same music, right? But we might have – I'm really into baseball. I love baseball, right? Gary <sighs> like baseball. No. Right? And <laughs> I so mean, like I'll go you- to a Mariners game it,
0: it, and I'll be on my phone most of the time, but I'll, I'll go.
1: <laughs> but, like, we have all these different likes and hobbies and even, like – political beliefs and even probably theological beliefs but we know when we come together like we unify under the umbrella of jesus right and obviously our musical tastes are the same which is pretty cool right but that's what brings us together and it's pretty amazing when you look at it and say like all these people they're different hobbies or different likes or different dislikes like they come together sundays or whenever your church meets we come together and we come together under christ and that is the only solution to all these completely terrifying like divisions man
0: yeah and one thing i wanted to kind of piggyback i he's not saying that these things are bad
1: no exactly he's saying
0: that they just they breed division right yeah and disorder they breed competition and like when he talks about vanity and ego like here comes another rabbit trail you look at churches (laughs) who are super into vanity you know they (laughs) have to have a smoke machine and like they have to have a crazy light show and it's all about the display yeah and though that may have its pros and cons for outreach and whatnot uh it definitely breeds competition people go oh well this church i go to this church because have you heard their singer like she is so good she was on americans america's got talent (laughs)
2: Are and you talking like, about well, the church we went well, to? Well, my church, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It's like, well, my mega church has a you know an orchestra that sits yeah. in the front row, and it's like, yeah, it's, just, it's just wait
1: until you taste the coffee from the handcrafted espresso <laughs> bar. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> there's just so much that is. It's
1: but is any of that stuff necessarily bad? No, but like, no, I... it can breed just like. I think Sleepy Giant's saying here, it can breed competition. It can breed envy. It can cause division. You know, and like for me, man, like my thought on like worship, like you got the dudes up there, the lights on, and it is pulled back. But there's other people that have worship and it's like a concert. And you know what? Mm-hmm. None of that's necessarily bad, right? But it can, like you said, I'm choosing this church because of the worship i'm going here because they have the best guitar player in the city yeah you know and i don't know man it's just there's and you got that- people
0: and then you got people like tyler that think worship doesn't matter and how dare they <laughs> spend all those people's tithe Stop. money <laughs> you just said on, I don't on think this crazy has- light show <laughs> i'm just saying worship- that that's part of the divisiveness right. of it is some people think yeah this does not matter. How could you be spending money on this when you could do it in other ways to, you know, further the kingdom. And you know, there's other people that are like, what do you mean? This light show stuff is furthering the kingdom. And it's just, boom, there's another thing. But at the end of the day, our man, Tom green says like the only freedom is radical love. If we just remember that Jesus loves all of us and we're all on the same team. Like,
1: Unless you're a wolf in sheep's clothing, right? (laughs) We are here for Jesus, right? Right. For sure. And so you come to, like, churches, like, go to my church, and I'm up there with an acoustic guitar, and there's, like, a person on piano, and that's it. And the lights are on. a CD player that presses (laughs) play, and that's the vocals. (laughs) And we're singing mostly hymns, you know? Uh, Like, there's that. And then you have, you know, other places that have different type of music, and it all doesn't necessarily matter, but we, we sometimes make it a competition, you know? Yeah, um, yep. and, and that also goes to theology, too, right? There are churches that say, you can only do it this way. You can only do it that way. If you do it that yeah. way, you're wrong. If you do it this way, you're wrong. And that is division, right? And so we got to look at it and say, man, our our only freedom we ever have is, is radical love and we can come together under that
0: what a sermon tom green in Thanks, one dude. song
1: tommy and my dude let's go
0: <laughs> so let's uh man we, this was a long conversation let's move Jeez. on to the next song So, track three is finished, people. And that's what we're going to do next.
1: So good, yeah.
0: So, this is an interesting one because it's featuring two guest vocalists. You get Nate Rebolito. And Joe Mustin. Nate is from Zabalba. Yes. The band. Not the place. Mm-hmm. Zabalba is like a Mayan like a Mayan mythology of hell. Yeah. It's like Hades. Yeah. So I'm not saying he's from there. But <laughs> anyway, the band is called Zabalba. Uh I checked them out. They're very hardcore. It's pretty cool. It's like half Spanish, half English. Um but yeah. Uh not Christian. So it's pretty cool that they're on here.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And he does a good job. Like, he, I should say he. Sleeping Giant does a good job, like, getting those vocalists that you'd be like, there's no way. Like, you have the vocalist from Amir, right? Like, on the previous album, yeah. on Eyes Wide Open. And, like, if you've listened to them, like, I mean, they're awesome. I think they're great. I
0: feel like you do, yeah, you do two takes. You go, Yeah. what is... I'm sleeping giant not christian anymore There's or you go you're like is that guy a christian now and it's like oh you know guys are hardcore musicians like
1: right they're, they're, they're just working together they're it's friends awesome. yeah and you know and this goes back to our previous talk but i i vividly remember people saying oh i guess they're not christian if they have this guy on there and i'm like dude if mm-hmm. that's not the most christian thing in the world To go get people on there and the things that they're saying and screaming. It's like, get out of here. Get out of here with that.
0: Get out of here. So, (laughs) anyway.
1: Finnish people, yeah.
0: The other guest vocalist.
1: The Russian Which I had no
0: idea who he was. I knew the name because I read. I'm jumping ahead. What'd you say?
1: I said the Russian voice, but I'm skipping ahead, aren't I?
0: How is that a guest vocalist? (laughs) It's like a pre-recorded thing.
1: I mean... Isn't everything recorded? Okay, fine. Isn't a vocalist just somebody that gives vocals? Gus Ign- Tyler.
0: <laughs> ignoring Tyler, we're going to move on. <laughs> so his name is Joe Mustin, oh, yeah. and most people will know him from the band Beloved. And he was their drummer. No, he's not drumming on this album, song. Although, actually, I don't know that for sure. But... <laughs> He does guest vocals. Yeah. (laughs) And what's really cool about him is he is like for Beloved. And I think Advent, he was just the front man. But in Beloved, he's both the drummer and the screamer. Right. And normally, like, you know, you see a drummer. So like inhale, exhale, under oath, right? Where the drummer is the person with the clean vocals. And it's like, whoa, what? But yeah, he's the like go watch a music video or something, and he's
1: are you, Gary screaming. You're gonna talk about drummers that sing, and not mention the king of all drummers that sing, Phil Collins. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Seriously, that dude. Has no, I'm one, not going to mention. I'm not. That not going dude to has one that. gear, and it's 100. Like the dude is always just going. He made like when they, when he did the Tarzan soundtrack. I don't know if you know this. You know he did the Tarzan soundtrack. I think I
0: heard you talk about it like this past weekend. <laughs> but let's hear it again.
1: <laughs> the people that were making Tarzan, right? Like they said, "Hey, we got you for this dude. It's it's just a movie about monkeys. You don't got to go crazy." And Phil Collins brought down the freaking house, dude. Like if you've ever heard that soundtrack all the way through, it's unreal. <laughs> It might be a top uh. ten album. It might be a top ten album for me. You think I'm joking? I'm
2: Tyler,
0: gonna... I can't tell you one song. Like got... at least with Lion King,
1: I, I got everything right.
2: Tarzan
1: uh, is great. Anyways, we'll, we'll move. We'll move forward. Okay, sorry about that. Drummers that sing, beloved's drummer and vocalist. Oh, thanks.
0: I don't think I could so have honest. ever gotten back after that derail. Uh. Anyway, cool, right? Screaming and drumming.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: So I actually think he's the one that kind of starts out the song. And Nate is the guy who comes in towards the end. That's like the super awesome bridge (sighs) thing. The
1: ending's so great. We can't talk about it right now, though.
0: No. So let's talk about the beginning. So in the beginning, God – I mean, uh, in the beginning (laughs) of this song, uh, there's like a Russian language – being spoken and me being fluent in russian i've you know completely understood it all and i could translate it all
1: um false (laughs) calling that one right now
0: (laughs) you don't think i could speak russian i know the first word gasport
1: i yeah it's like that's all i got no so it means you'd ask somebody probably
0: that's true so i have a friend igor uh who is from the ukraine he i sent him a text of like the first line that is spoken in russian um because well it's like if you look at like lyric websites they have it like typed out so i copy pasted texted him and he's like what's this from and i sent him the song and uh what they didn't have on these websites is the outro which is also in russian and so i just said hey what is he saying at the end and so i got that information too
1: sweet dude so what does he say at the beginning
0: well, Don't you want to know, huh?
1: I know. Well, I know let me tell Google you. Translate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you okay, you did me. Google Translate, and my friend was not lying. That is what it was. So it's yeah. uh, I, it's some kind of. I think it's a prayer, and it's also like a Bible verse. But he says, "Lord, let Your kingdom come. May Your will be done on earth as well as in heaven." Prophesy in awakening, transformation, love, and grace to all houses, schools, and prisons. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Yeah. That's what he says in Russian.
1: So a little Lord's Prayer at the beginning, and then specified homes, schools, prisons, which kind of goes along with the song, huh? Eh?
0: Oh, yeah. Hmm. Prison. Crazy, huh?
1: You know, and they've done this before. I don't know if it's I don't, It's not Russian, I don't think, and I just don't know. But they've done this with other songs where they start what, off like, like spoken days. in another language. Yeah. I think it's the unnameable name maybe, or it's or a he's different like song.
0: bringing breakthrough to all these nations and stuff.
1: Yeah. I, I think he does it on a different song hmm. too. It might be on I am or kingdom days, um, where it starts off with maybe Russian. I don't want to say it's Russian and it not be Russian, but some other language. And I think it's pretty cool how they do that and tie it in. Yeah.
0: It'd be cool if you understood the language and you're like, whoa, cool. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> like, the rest of us are like, yeah, mm, what she said,
1: that's it. You know? <laughs> like, I do think, though, for, like, Finnish people, I think the Russian prayer at the beginning, right, like, talks about prisons and it's in Russian. And I think, this is my first thought, just me being thinking of history, like, the Soviet imprisonment of christians and religious mm-hmm. people like that was my first thought was like oh it's it's you know praying for these people that were imprisoned wrongfully by soviets for just believing in christ for believing mm-hmm. um in their religions and stuff and so it might not even be close to that but that was the first thing that just popped in my head hmm. yeah
0: maybe yeah i don't I, i'm kind of curious if he has more of a mission or an outreach to like just russia in general i know there's yeah. a great need for it and yeah but uh yeah so let's uh continue on with finnish people let's dive in dude so we know it's about prison it because is because he talks about you know twenty five forty and six by eight
1: <laughs> yeah it's so funny tyler we'll, we'll get there you you talk about your <laughs> well, what you want to say so i'll
0: tell you guys why tyler's laughing <laughs> Stop. earlier we were talking about what 2540 <laughs> means <laughs> and I'm sure everyone else is wondering like what 2540 and y- you know we assumed that it was 25 to 40 years in a 6 no, by no. 8 cell block
1: I assumed you asked me and you knew full well what it meant
0: dude okay no I didn't okay I pretended to to make you look bad and have a funny joke Oh. I didn't know until I said the bible verse later
1: Oh, the way you made it seem when you I know what I did <laughs> when you let me know, I was like, Yeah, it must be twenty five to forty years in prison and Gary's like, No, it's actually a Bible verse, you idiot. Right? That's what it me mean. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, well, you tricked me, you dirty scoundrel. Dude, I brought it up like five minutes later, like True. That's when <laughs> I realized it. I didn't know okay. you took it that way. So I'll, then
0: I'll try to cushion the blow.
1: You are right now, which is nice. You're being very nice. But okay, so let's let's go through these lyrics a little bit. Like, like let's let's unpack them.
0: Yeah, so he sings about uh so the song is called Finished People. Yeah. And he they talk about how the world calls the people in prison the finished ones. Yeah. Right? Cuz they're in jail. We, even when they get out, like life has moved on without them. Like, good luck getting a job, good luck starting your life and continuing where you left off, right? It, it's just not going to happen. And so the world sees these people that have gone to jail like, no, you're done. Like, you have now been labeled, and the world is going to see you like this. Every job you go to is going to ask, have you served yeah. any time? Yes. And immediately it's like, Ugh, okay, what would you do? It's like, you know, whether you have to say or not, it's like it's still like a deterrent to hiring you. Right. and even though you're in jail like maybe you're in there for 25 40 years right like where's your family did you have one before good luck starting a new one like you know it's just so hard so it, it it's just a song about like man when you get put in jail life is tough and you're praying to god like don't forget me mm-hmm. you know don't let the letters stop coming and he says like god sees saints in the cell blocks. Like, the world may see these people as done, but God does not see them as done. Yeah. Right, and they're still reachable, and that there's still an outreach that needs to be done in the prison system.
1: There's this part, like... And this is, like, we talked about this earlier, the, the way that guest vocalists and Tommy Green, like, their vocals, like, interact and are so dynamic. This is a perfect example. Like, Tommy... Um, he sings like this first part. First, they let the time, let first let time away, blur all the lines in your face. You mean don't let? Then, it... I'm reading, I'm literally reading off the lyrics off of oh, it's like genius dot com, and it's wrong. I think.
0: Yeah, he first, says don't let the time away, blur all the lines. No. Anyway, go ahead.
1: Then all the letters stop coming. And, like, the way he kind of sings it, you know, and then all of a sudden you have one of the guest vocalists come in. And the way they say I see saints in the cell blocks I see revival in chains Like dude that is brutal Awesome, awesome I love that Mm -hmm. part so much
0: So it's like this I'll call it a breakdown It's where a breakdown would go But So there's this line that uh, Tommy sings earlier And it's great when he sings it But when Nate Rebelito comes in And he screams it man it's it's like it's brutal and it's sincere like you just yeah. feel like this is an honest thing that he truly feels as he's singing it yes like it may like like your first time hearing it or even if you're like listening to it as a joke it, it might sound kind of funny because of what he says you know making my mama cry uh but like i don't know if you're really into it and you're really listening to what he's saying and what he has to say in these lyrics like it's Goosebumps. Yeah. God, Forget me for making tears to my
2: own. Forget me for making my mother cry. I hope you won't forget me. For I am a ghost. I hope you won't forget!
1: The way, and the way, and I think that's the part like, dude, we've got to put this part on the episode because it's so different. Yeah. And the way he says it and screams it is like, man, just like you said, it's so powerful. And you think about like somebody being in this situation, somebody being in prison. And we talked about, you know, 2540 and a six by eight. Um, The idea, but these bars keep blocking the sun for me. I think I'm finished. Like the idea of you're in prison and you have nothing, right? Your life is fading away in a small cell. Being in this, like, prison, right? And being finished and and everyone in the world, like, thinking you're a finished one. Like, the thing is, though, God sees saints, even though you've done terrible things in the cell blocks, like God can still save those people. Those people aren't like fully lost. Right? They they're there's revival in these chains, like what he says. And it's pretty it's pretty crazy to think about because we don't think about those people as people we want to evangelize to or do. You know, and I think about like too and I think this is where like my like application I think about this. Like when I think of Finnish people, I also think of like god's salvation accomplished for us right like it is finished and like no matter what like those that 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 call on jesus right it's finished for them god did the work and we are technically finished people in that sense you know that verse and, from
0: philippians that god is faithful to take you
1: absolutely to you know or whatever. yeah and, and that's that's what i i, I see too and so yeah we're finished people in that sense you know and I do feel like this is a different sleeping giant song right it's like we talked about God adjacent because it definitely still revolves around God right but it's from a perspective of being imprisoned for people that are yeah. in prison you know in this prison ministry um yeah so the ending the last part the Russian voice yeah you you did some research Igor your buddy helped you yeah figure out what it was. Thanks, Igor,
0: if you're listening to this. you know. If you're not listening to this, you should tell me and I'll go in and re-edit it and be like, I I translated all this. Yes. Make me be... Anyway. So the Russian outro, which is like, uh, it kind of starts at the end of that breakdown and then goes, like the music slowly cuts out and then he finishes his sentence in Russian. But it's from Matthew 2540. And I think this is a a response to the guy being like don't forget me.
1: Yeah.
0: Or I'm finished. And Matthew 25:40 or what he says in Russian is and the king will answer them, truly I say to you as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, that's, that's what 25:40 awesome. is. Like all right, I assume
1: and you think about, like, the least of these, right? I always imagine when when you think about those people, those are the people that are, like, the homeless people, people that have little, right? You're like, okay, those are, the, those are the people in society that God's talking about. But it could be the people whose lives are being spent behind bars because of mistakes they've made in the past, right? Um, interesting thought. Brutal song. Fun song. It's interesting. This is the title track for the album. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because, and, and that's kind of the way I look at it too, like as an as an all-encompassing, like finished people, like we are finished people, we're stuck in this cell block of earth, what is earth right now, you know what I mean? Alright, you're getting real artsy
0: here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm just saying, Like I just feel like it could also be like a metaphor for like, this world is not my home, like we're here for right now in our life, we're living our life, but But God won't forget us. And he sees his saints here on earth. Yeah. Um, Maybe not. Maybe I'm just totally crazy. Maybe I'll get roasted hardcore in the comments.
0: Can you? Like, sure. Can you take this song that way? Yeah. Right. If you wanted to apply it to you, which you and I, hopefully, will never go to prison. Sure. Right. So we won't experience most of what this song is talking about. Unless you change its lens to be... Your six by eight is Washington State.
1: <laughs> no, six by 8s of the world, man.
0: Well, twenty-five, forty years in Washington State. You know?
1: Twenty-five, forty. I still can't believe you did that <laughs> to me, bro. Just let me stew in it for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, so let's wrap this one up and move on to death nail. Speaking of death knell, Tyler, do you know what a death knell is?
1: Kind of. I always think of it as like the ringing of the church bells, like during a funeral or something like that. Am I right? Yeah.
0: I think, I mean, that's how I've always heard it. I googled funeral it. funeral procession. It's Yeah, it's a sound that marks the death of someone. Yeah. Um, But when it's used in literature, it's typically used in like a future tense, like... The imminent destruction is on its way for you Mm. so it's like a sound that tells you you're gonna die um or doom is on its way so pretty cool song name um so this song is featuring bruce lepage
1: yes and
0: what's cool is bruce lepage is also on the next album as a guest and it's another one of those singers that's like how does tommy know this guy like how do these hardcore guys all get along and do things together? But he's from a band, or was from a band, yeah. uh, called One Hundred Demons. And if you like his vocals on this song, that's pretty similar to what they do when he was in it. Um. But yeah, I'm not sure if he's a Christian or not. But either way, I I don't. His band definitely isn't. But it, he does a super great job on this, on this I song. love
1: his vocals on this. What song does he do on the next album?
0: Lantern. Yep, Lantern, yep. Lantern. Memory.
1: Yep. Nice. Yeah, it's a great song too. Oh, that's awesome, man. So, the way the song starts, uh, I've always
0: thought of it as something not like Sleeping Giant. It reminds me of, like, Demon Hunter. Like the guitars and drums, the way that they're, they're going. Okay, I can see that, um, yeah you know until he starts singing but there's one thing that you know before this episode there's always those lyrics in a song where you think you know what they're saying (laughs) but then when you read the lyrics you're like wait what (laughs) so in this chorus thingy they they scream slash sing whatever it is that they say wild pentecostal i never knew i never knew that he said that i always thought he said Won't and I can't stop.
1: I for sure man, like while Pentecostal was not even in my mind of what he was saying, I was I didn't know I thought it was I don't even know what I thought it was, but I was like gibberish, you know, just singing along with it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care, it jams. Just jam, it slaps.
0: So you you might be asking, Gary, what does Pentecostal even mean? You're not asking. I'm you, not you, asking. You already that. know. But <laughs> well, for our listeners, yeah. I just did a quick look. I mean, I grew up Pentecostal, and if you asked me what it means, I would be like, uh, you know, <laughs> I could tell you, like, vague details of what I think it is. But here is a succinct sentence or two. Succinct? Suc- yeah. Sure. So, Pentecostalism, it's a Christian movement that emphasizes direct personal experience of God through baptism with the Holy spirit. And the term Pentecostal is derived from Pentecost, which is the, an event that commemorates the descent of the Holy spirit on the followers of Jesus Christ and the speaking in of tongues, foreign or spiritual, whatever. Um, w- that's described in acts. Yeah. So I think I stole that from Wikipedia. It might be different at, uh, by the time you look at Wikipedia, <laughs>
1: See for me, like when I when I did read the lyrics at Wild Pentecostal, I didn't think like the denomination, like the dude over at the Assembly of God's Church. Like I didn't think of that, you know, yeah. um, or or whatever, you know, Foursquare Church or whatever Pentecostal church. <laughs> he, he's are, not like you know? saying
0: you're a crazy flag waving Pentecostal.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so. Right, I think he's totally. talking more about the Pentecost. Uh,
0: I think he's as just a, as, story. Yeah. Totally. I, I I took it as like saying for the holy spirit to get wild with christians right yeah spark the fire that kind of stuff right which is kind of the rest of the song
1: (laughs) and then the (laughs) next part like I, i don't know why i'm laughing about this but like even at this point when i'm like reading the lyrics the next thing after the first like wild pentecostal he says summoning two nations i always imagined he was talking about literally just like two nations But it's not. It's not T W O in
0: the red corner. (laughs) We have Israel. No, no.
1: (laughs) You know, I can imagine like, oh, he's talking about you know, like just some random ones. You know, like oh, he's talking about Luxembourg. Two
0: nations to the nations, right? Outward.
1: (laughs) No, yeah, to the nations. He's not talking about Luxembourg and Slovakia. You know, so right. (laughs) But yeah, definitely um, that that part's really awesome. I love that section of where he says summoning to nations.
0: yeah i like when tommy does it and then when bruce lepage comes in later and does the same one it's almost like it's a whole new song completely because he emphasizes things a little different and like his vocals are just very different from tommy's but yeah the the way he does that
1: truthfully that's a great point because like when you hear bruce lepage sing at the very end like you think it's brand new lyrics Mm -hmm. you think this is his time um, Uh his lyrics written for him and then you go back and oh no this was already said by Tommy just because it's so different which is pretty darn cool
0: yeah and the lyrics like okay if Bruce is not a Christian like the stuff he's singing is like very Christian so I mean I'm just assuming here I don't know the guy I don't know Tommy but that'd be I think there's some super awesome outreach and ministry going on in Bruce's life just for being on this like I re- knowing like who Tommy is and what his mission is like I really feel like there is some kind of outreach here so it's really awesome hearing this guy sing this part so I'll read it he says summoning to nations come and see where we stay a summons to the lost and abandoned in the midst of decay take hope the fire is burning come warm yourselves on the flames I know your destiny, children of God. My father knows all your names. Death nail. powerful lyrics um there is a spoken word part that like man i looked and looked to see (laughs) who said this like who's this old guy talking and i couldn't find out who it was i'm sorry it's pretty
1: cool change though you know a little different
0: yeah and 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 really like i think you can barely even tell it's there yeah uh because it's kind of like this I don't know, a lot of hardcore music have like movie lines and quotes and stuff in it, kind of in the background. Um, so what that guy says is sound and song has always played an important role in the days of battle. In the days of David, for example, when the enemies would come against God's people, David would give the command to raise up a sound called a death now sila. That was the sound of the shofars and reed pipes declaring victory over the enemies even before the battle. And then Bruce LePage comes back in. I summon the nations of the world.
1: That's super angry. Awesome breakdown. So brutal, man. You know, and like thinking about like Bruce LePage, like, and these other guest vocalists, you know, we've talked about this a ton. But, like, you have to, like, believe that these are, like, real relationships that have been built. Obviously. Yeah. If they're going to be on again for the next Sleeping Giant album, if they're going to be, you know, making these appearances, like... There has to be real relationships built, not just this, like, fake, like, evangelism, you know, relationship that sometimes we we get caught up in. It's like, man, no, they're probably actually friends through it all. And, they're, and they believe different things and yeah you yeah. know i guarantee you tommy like he shares the gospel and he dude, do this, this dude singing about god right we talked about that but like mm-hmm. they're probably actually friends despite having all these differences like he's building these relationships and and like doing what we should do it's pretty cool
0: Yep, i love it there is another talking part right at the very very end He says, like, it's like after the music cuts out, breakdown's over, the talking guy comes in, and I think it's just him towards the end, but he says, and be reminded that he was still with the people of God in days of
2: battle.
1: Yeah. You know, and, like, I feel like I'm stealing all your thunder because Gary's the one that chose this song. He's like, I want to do death now, but I'm the one, like, literally talking about it. (laughs) But, like, when I hear that, speaking part it puts into perspective what death nail i think is about right yeah like we can claim victory over this world because of jesus right like jesus already won it's over Mm -hmm. and like we can sound the trumpets we can we can already claim the victory that god has has won um just like they did as this guy's talking in the times of David when they're about to go to war, you know, because they knew God was with them because God has already won this for us. Right. That's our death now. Anyways, sorry for taking a, sorry for taking no. all your talking points. I'm like, Gary, this is your song. Talk about Dude, it. I like, don't ah. have any
0: talking points. Oh, okay. I picked the song because, uh, even though I didn't know the lyrics that well, I just loved the music. Like yeah. it's one of the songs on the album that when I listen through, it's the one I would always remember you know like the first time you listen to an album you know you finish it and you look at the song titles and you're like oh death knell I remember that song right. right and this was one of those ones when I first heard it that I was like I know that song yeah what's funny is they have that like church bell, bell. that fit for a <laughs> king loves so much Yeah. Dong.
1: well they only do it a few times though, <laughs> or once even right like
0: <laughs> like at the very beginning I think a couple times yeah
1: Man, when we did our Fit for a King episode, we were, like trying to count like how many times they rang that bell. Man, hit those dongs <laughs> like that. Yeah. Like really
0: dude. though, it was super distracting. Like we should not have been doing that because I think it took away <laughs> from like. I think if we were to redo that album discussion, it'd be a, it'd be totally different. Like, I think so too. What it was originally.
1: I think you know it's the same thing. Like now, like whenever I hear this song and I hear Wild Pentecostal Get Wild, like I I hear it so clearly. I hear it so clear, like so clear. Like, I don't know how I didn't hear it before,
2: hmm.
1: you know? And so you notice one of those church bells in Stockholm or whatever song on <laughs> Fit for King's album, like, all you hear, of the songs, you hear one and you're like, oh my gosh, the entire album is just ringing church. bells. <laughs> oh man. But no, this song's great, dude. I I love it too. Um, I, I like when they have these types of speaking parts and obviously when you have these guest vocalists, man, it just makes, it's it's so dynamic compared, you know, vocally compared to just having Tommy. Like, I love that, like, Sleeping Giant continues to bring or did continue to bring these, like, <laughs> they're done. Used to continue to bring. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they bring these, like, guest vocalists and, you know, each song's a little bit different. It's not the same.
0: Totally so that's all i got you want to move on to the next song
1: oh yeah let's get it dude
0: So, Tyler, I think you're the one that picked Son of God, Son of Man. You want to
1: lead us through it? There's one lyric why I love this song so much. I guess it's not one lyric. It's just one section. Um, And I'll just tell you right now. When it comes in um, and says, Holy Fathers make holy sons with Holy Spirits crying out, like, that's my jam. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just Mm -hmm. throwing right in here. Now, before we, we talk and just, like, dive in these lyrics... I know you love the intro and the entire song where they're just banging on like pipes in some factory. Dude, I love the tingy, 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 tingy,
0: tingy, tingy, Yeah, those four those cymbals <laughs> and hi-hats. They're like hitting the center part of it to make it really tingy.
1: I know. I was being a little, uh, what do you say?
0: No, for real though, I do like that. Like, you do?
1: It probably, you
0: know, 2010, Gary, if this came out back then, I would not have. I don't know. It's kind of, it's a fun thing to do. At least the whole song's not filled with
1: it. It's just kind of like, no,
0: comes in, know, in welcome parts. to this song. Ting, 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 ting. I, <laughs> I do like it. I do. That's cool.
1: Because I remember like back in the day, like August Burns read Messengers. So they did it a little was, differently.
0: It wasn't quite, which, they would do that offbeat. And fast with the snare drum and, it, yeah, I didn't like it back
1: then. And that's also pre twenty ten, Gary too. So, yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. Okay, I feel you. Okay, so you enjoy it. I like it too. I think this song too, "Son of God, Son of Man," like is vintage. This is Tommy Green, right? This are these are his vocals that he's really good at. You're not getting growls. You're not getting like, you know the type of metal course vocals that we're used to with the bands we've covered before you're getting his type of shouts.
0: Yeah. He like sings the son of God, son of man. Yeah. Faithful witness. Like that's, that's Tommy green singing. And then it's like, instead of screaming, it's like this group shout. This is actually what I was hoping. Holy name would be. Yes. Like, like this song. Cause I know he's, you know, it's not that heavy, but it's, it's like yeah, half holy the name energy. is interesting. Yeah, it's like half the energy of this song, but four times the song length. <laughs> it does, you know.
1: there's some people that that really like it, you know. And yep. there's there's parts of songs that I'm like, dude, that's sick, you know. Like I, I like it, but you know, it's just it's different, you know. It's not going to be Sleeping Giant, but yeah, if this is what Sleeping if what Holy Name would be like, that would be crazy, crazy cool. Um but back to son of god son of man song title son 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 song son. son of son god of god <laughs> uh-huh. son of man son of god son of man what does it mean gary
0: i uh, dude i had i wrote a question
1: no Did you talk didn't. about son of
0: man <laughs>
1: question mark <laughs> all right so
0: um so jesus The son of god <laughs> yeah and the son of he's man, he's
1: also the son of man. He's bold, dude. He's right, he's called like, it we, in
0: the Old Testament a lot.
1: Yeah, like we could throw I don't out know how some far theology. we want to go into this. <laughs> we could know? throw out some theology about but he's talking about Jesus, right? Like when you look at it, it's talking about Jesus talking about God, faithful witness. Um, this is awesome, and it gets to my favorite lyric, you know, and not necessarily fully about like actual dads and their actual kids, but like. When I listen to it and he screams and, like, the guitars change, it almost feels like there's kind of a bass drop or there's there's definitely at least two guitars going on, right, or really good guitar work where he's chugging and hitting those um, notes behind it. Like, I love it. It changes the, the beat and then, man, like, holy fathers make holy sons. With Holy Spirits crying out, like I always take that lyric. I'm like, man, that's right. That's what I want to be. I want to be a holy father. You know, I want my son to see that and become a holy son. We're making disciples, right? Um, and I do apply it to my specific life as a dad. But I know, mm-hmm. right? We're not just talking yeah. about biological dads and their biological kids.
0: Yeah, you know, for Father's Day they uh, released a shirt said holy fathers make holy sons. Yeah. I wanted to buy one. They were sold out, out of my yeah. size. But yeah. what are you going to do when you're average sized and everyone in the world <laughs> wants one of these shirts? <laughs> uh yeah, uh actually Maddie Montgomery mentioned this these exact words um in his like interview discussion with Sean from Kingdom Core. Oh yeah. Uh just talking about cuz uh, the guy that got him saved was, was in the chat and talked about how he was his holy father. Mm. And I think that's huge. You know, like, it's not just like telling people about Jesus, you know, you're not just like, I'm going to tell this, this crowd of strangers that they need to repent or perish more (laughs) for today. Talk, um, right. You need to invest in them. You need to be holy fathers. You need to help them and guide them. And you know, just because you're, Like I'll say a spiritual father, an elderly person who's been a Christian longer than people that you're guiding. um, It doesn't mean you have all the answers and that you're sinless. But I mean, I, I think that's like a huge thing too, is people think like, oh, we'll just go tell people about Jesus and we'll be done. Like they'll get saved and, you know, I'm doing my job, but like they still need to be guided. They still need someone other than just the Bible to... Someone with more experience of the Bible and a better relationship with God to help, you know, guide them. So, yeah, yeah. The, these, it'd be awesome, you know, if all the dads who are listening were holy fathers to their kids. Like, that's awesome. I think we're called to do that. Absolutely. For sure. But I think we're called to do that to more, more than just your blood.
1: Yeah, dude. It's, and it goes back, we just talked about this in Death Now It goes back to that authentic relationship right like if you have an authentic relationship with somebody especially like when you talk about somebody maybe that's older than you they've experienced what you're going through in life already you know they don't have to necessarily be older than you right but like they've already experienced it they 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 bring a different perspective you res- you respect them and you have this like friendship and this bond like those are the people you go to in your darkest moments right those are the people you go to when you're trying to, you know, uh, go through this life of sanctification, trying to get better and better every single day, you know? Um, and that's how we get holy sons, man. We we have those holy fathers, and then those holy sons become holy fathers, and the process of discipleship continues to go, yep. right? Oh, love it. Love it. Yep, yep. Weird. Gosh, you know, and it would when we talk about this song like lyrically they repeat a ton of lyrics right like so if we're gonna... l-
0: let's be real a minute yeah. and 10 seconds in <laughs> he said every word in the song
1: yes and he's so gonna use
0: the rest of the time only, yeah and then he like instead of being in order now he's like I'm gonna take these two lines and these two lines maybe just this one word and say it right yeah so it, it basically a minute and ten lays down the groundwork of the lyrics right yeah. All I have, all I am is your dominion, God. And then holy fathers, make holy sons. Over and over. We have <laughs> overcome this world. That's that's the song, right? And then like from a minute 10 on, it's like this super long build to yeah. an epic breakdown Dude. where he just uses like the same things over and over and then the breakdown is just like really like a word or two here and there repeated with an epic build. I
1: This is like your traditional, like you think of like For today and all those bands that were like these breakdown bands. Like they would have these breakdowns. Like this is that. You know what I mean? Like to ask. It's just missing awesome a bass breakdown. drop. They yeah, there's no real like four today bass drop, but I mean it's it's still man, it's killer. Oh, I love it. It's a great way to end the song and like I've never obviously heard them do this because Finnish people was Released way after we saw them live. Mm-hmm. But I imagine this song live would be pretty fun. Could you scream in yeah. the lyrics, shout the lyrics with everybody, you know, together? They're and not that go. hard to learn, you guys. No,
0: it, there's no. like 15 <laughs> words.
1: Yeah. And then the breakdown hits, and you better watch out because people are moving. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Uh, it's fun. I don't skip this song ever when it comes on.
0: No, and and i i think musically i mean sure lyrics aren't like crazy powerful on this one yeah. but musically like there's definitely a, a, an emotion like a feel like yeah i don't know when it comes on you just know like oh i'm not supposed to skip this one this is a good yeah. one like you know within the first three seconds that this is this is a good one
1: and no guest vocalist this is this is sleepy giant Yep. right you know and that's just this is who they are like you, you get the different sounds with the guest vocalists, but like this is who Sleeping Giant is and became.
0: There are more songs on this album with guest vocals than there are without.
1: I isn't that the same for the next one and <laughs> I'm just for saying, Kingdom like, Days? Ah, it's 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 crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. cool, but this is a jam. This is a jam too. Like, and I'm cool with it.
0: All right, so everybody knows everybody knows we love this song
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> but if the whole album, Gary, was this, I think I don't love the album as much as I do. It's great. I love I love this, but I think... You're saying you wouldn't want to listen
0: to this for 45 minutes?
1: I mean, I think I would, and I still like it, but I think having all these guest vocalists have all these like separate little pieces that I'm like, oh my gosh, I really love when Levi the Poet does this. I really mm-hmm. love when Bruce LePage comes in on death. I really love all these different like pieces that you wouldn't get with just Tommy green.
0: Sure. So people know that we like the song. Let's wrap it and move on to Christus Victor.
1: The Victor. I chose this song. I knew I wanted to do it for a few reasons, but number one, this is the first song when I listened to the album. The first song that stood out to me.
0: Because mm. okay, it's a like, jam. It's a jam. Is it the drums like, and the guitars at the beginning?
1: Absolutely. You know, it's chunky. a straight up yeah, metalcore chunky fun song. It's another just Sleeping Giant song. Yeah. Right. So you, it's it's very kind of the same. Same feel, but not the same feel as Son of God, Son of Man. Um, But it's heavy. It's fun. The lyrics, I'll read them to you right now, Gary, and I'll be done pretty (laughs) fast, okay? I'm ready. um, Where death once ruled, now you reign. Where sin once ruled, now you reign. Where death once ruled, now we reign. Where sin once ruled, now we reign. The kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is within me. The kingdom is at hand. The kingdom, and it kind of just repeats that again, right? Um, and has a breakdown I and... Am <laughs> the Kingdom. Oh, that part's so fun! I can't wait to get to that part. I love that breakdown at the end of this. Um, but, anyways, I love this song because I love the idea, right? Like, thinking about like my faith, um, and, and our faith, like, as Christians, like, this idea. This theology of Christ the victor, um, that Jesus, he paid for our sins on the cross. You know, penal mm-hmm. substitutionary atonement is what we call it. Um, and just reading those lyrics, like, where death once ruled, now you, capital U, God reigns. Where sin once ruled in my life, now God reigns in my life. And so it's just cool. Like, I love This, this is a worship song, man. Like, this is a worship song. Mm -hmm. And you don't get that a ton in the metalcore scene. Like you'll get, we talk about bands like, you know, uh, August Burns Red, and we'll talk about Underoath. Hopefully, at some point, Gary won't let me do that. I guess, but
0: we'll get there. We'll get
1: there. (laughs) We'll get there someday. You know, we talk about those bands, and like, you know, there's definitely Christian elements to some of their songs, and they definitely like some songs talk about God. But there's very few songs of from those catalogs of those bands where you're going to be able to have a straight-up worship song. And this is, right? You could have these lyrics with an acoustic guitar at some church and singing it, and it's a straight-up worship song that would be congregational, and everyone could sing it. Yeah,
0: you can show your pastor, hey, uh, there's this new worship song. Check this out. And they'll be like, lyrics are great. What's the sound like? (laughs) I'd rather just show you, (laughs) (laughs) like, live. Yeah, You'll probably say no yeah no and i think so to go back on what you're saying i think there's like we're talking about genres and you're like where is gary going with this so genres (laughs) right we listen to a lot of like christian metal and i feel like a lot of the christian metal i'm using air quotes for those i see them they don't yeah uh i feel like a lot of them emphasize metal and then it's more like from a christian perspective right they'll write about relationships or frustrated feelings or hopelessness or hope with like a christian lens not necessarily a christian song with a metal lens you know what i'm saying like a primary genre versus a secondary genre where this is the opposite just like a lot of for today it's like this is a christian genre that's coming through metal
1: yes 100 percent. that's a great way to put it if
0: you're trying to like really break down you know are they a christian metal band it's like should we flip them is it a metal christian band is it a christian metal band like i you know fun words i feel like it's fun to talk and debate about and a lot of people get really worked up when someone's like oh check out this christian band you know here's beartooth And everyone's like, he's not a Christian anymore. And it's like, you know, it's like, settle down, everybody. Anyway. Right. And, you know, and, and we
1: always preface, I feel like we say this more or I say this more times than we ever need to. There's nothing wrong with those bands. Beartooth. I like Beartooth. Right. There's other bands I really like that you don't have to be a Christian band and you don't have, if you're a Christian in a band, you don't have to just write worship songs. Right? Like, we don't believe that at all. But, like, Sleeping Giant does that. That's who they are. And this is a worship song. This is a song that, when I listen to it, like, and I sing it in my car, it's like, dude, I am like worshiping God in these moments. Yeah. And it's pretty cool with some sick guitar riffs, especially the intro. And then it, like, all hits when the music comes in. Yep. Fantastic. Yeah, you know. Okay, so there's one lyric here. Oh boy, <laughs> talking one about lyric, you, know, you already read it, right? Christ the, <laughs> yeah, Christ the Victor. You know, talking about like we see these capital U's. Now you reign. Now you reign. All right. He switches it. The second part of the verse, and he goes back and he says, "Where death once ruled, now we reign." Right. So, like, when you think about we, and it's a capital we, I don't know if they did that on purpose or not. Um. What do you think they mean by we? Holy Spirit, y'all. Is it like... Is that not a yeah, good exactly. answer? No, and I, I, that's where I was probably getting at. Is it talking about like the Holy Trinity and as in the Holy Spirit, like us filled with the Holy Spirit? I, I mean,
0: I think so, right? Apart from that, you're just saying we reign because our God one but part of that is also that he gave us the holy spirit
1: you know and, and part of it is like part of it too is like when he says like where we're sin once ruled like now we we reign over that like we have control over that like the kingdom of god which we are a part of has overtaken that like that's kind of i guess a perspective of the way i think about it because at the end right he's screaming i am the kingdom like we are the Christians, Mm -hmm. the peoples of God, you know? Yeah, I'm
0: surprised he actually screamed it, you know?
1: Yeah, like his lyrics, you don't hear Tommy kind of scream like that very often, but it kind of reminds me of Tithami from the previous album, Mm. uh, Kingdom Days, right? To where the end, like he's screaming those, you know, it's a shorter part, but it's like that awesome breakdown at the end. Kind of reminds me of that, but like I love when he screams, he has a really good scream. He just—he doesn't, doesn't do it very often, um, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's awesome. It's angry. It's not angry, I would say, but like, power, passionate, powerful.
0: yeah i feel like this is a song that in a live show he'd be like telling everyone you know as the drums are going just the drums because that's what they do yeah you know he'd be like i want all of you to yell like i am the kingdom and like it's something that he would just get the whole crowd involved with you know and like I, i i get that some people complain about the mix of this album and stuff like that but like hardcore music is not meant to be like this overproduced no uh you know high fidelity you know quality hardcore music is like kind of like a a tame version of what they are live yeah and and i think hearing this and i mean if you've seen like a lot of hardcore shows i mean hearing this you're just like oh man i want to see this live yeah. it's gonna be do you, amazing how
1: do you bottle up the energy of a hardcore show and put it on an album you know what I mean it's just so hard yeah. to do and then like we talked about at the beginning of this episode um, that YouTube video of clutches where the whole crowd is just screaming clutches and, you know and he's part of it too but it's not really focused on him it's the energy of everyone there going crazy and like that's mm-hmm. what this is meant for this was, this was written with that in mind You know, it necessarily wasn't written for that person that's sitting at home picking and choosing what they're going to, you know, listen to for whatever technical music they like. Oh, I love that breakdown. I love this guitar solo, you know.
0: Yeah. Good choice, Tyler.
1: Thanks, dude. That brings us to our last song on this episode. Yes. And it's a doozy
0: violence yeah so trying to figure out how to do violence because right it's not a typical song no it's it's not a poem Uh, i call it a poem only because levi the poet is in it yeah a little spoken Um, word but it's a it's a spoken word like the only music in it is like the occasional drum and at the end it gets kind of noisy with with tommy green screaming in the background too and uh, but this song right when i heard it i loved it like i probably listened to it five times back to back um just trying to catch all the things that he says because every t- and every time i listen to it like i still get goosebumps and i'll think about like a certain sentence that he says and like where did that come from why did he say that what does that even mean like i You know and you kind of hear these things where you're like i thought he was a christian and then you hear it again and you're like oh no he's definitely a christian and then it's like it's there's just man it's i don't know i think if i never heard this song before and we were supposed to talk about it it'd be really hard but over the past i don't know six years seven years i've listened to this song a ton so i will give my opinions my thoughts (laughs) on it and if other people disagree, awesome. Like, I think there's a lot of ambiguous stuff and it can be taken a lot of ways um, because sure. really the only person that knows is Levi, the guy that wrote yeah. it. And for those that don't, that don't know Levi the Poet, he's awesome. Like, yeah. Super he does awesome. a, a lot of guest <laughs> poetry, a lot of guest open word <laughs> stuff um, on a lot of hardcore things. And every time he's in it, i know i'm gonna love the song yeah um, he brings a lot of energy and a lot of emotion and i think you'll really tell with this song
1: there's there's a few songs that when i listen to them for the first time it makes me stop like and actually like just everything in that moment means nothing and i'm like fully encompassed like everything the nothing like
0: that's, that's brutal
1: you know what I mean, though. Like, like seriously, totally. like yeah, I am, yeah. I'm in it. And it's like tunnel my heart. Vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my heart is going, and like I'm almost at the verge of tears at some points. And you know, I think of like King's Kaleidoscope A Prayer, first time I heard that song. Yeah, like almost in tears. I think of like Idle Threats, um, Ungrateful, when he mm, gets to yeah. that bridge part. Like, oh man, like I, I felt super, like just in the moment, like this is what I need to hear, and I feel the same way when I heard violence for the first time. Yeah. A lot of contemplation. Yeah, yeah.
0: I feel like I try to get people to listen to it, and they're usually like, what are we listening to? (laughs) You know, and it's definitely, it's a personal song. It's an introspective. It's not something to play, like, you know, at a concert before a show to get people in the mood or something, like, or something on a school bus or all your students to listen to, like... It's not that kind of a song. It's, I, I don't know, is intimate the right word? It's very emotional, and it's not. I think it would be awkward if you listened to it sitting next to someone, uh-huh. uh, especially if it if it really hit you. So, with that said,
2: let's do should we it. Jump man. into it. Let's dive in. Let's try our best. A goblin told me that God was metaphorical. Well, metaphorically, when I come to the end of myself, he's got a lot of the same questions as me. Said he's drowning beneath an ocean of dogma and liturgy, and the current keeps pulling him further out to sea, while whatever the water uncovered underneath washes up, exposed on the beach. Said the father, who knows all secrets, reveals them all, eventually there is truth. It is stuck inside my head. It confuses everything I do. Once upon a time, I knew that it all belonged to you, but it all got misconstrued the day that my brother up and abandoned us for his philosophical musings. Well, how amusing, and why don't you sing over me? Really, why don't you sing over me? Didn't you used to sing over me? Is my brother gone because he never believed? Or if he did, is he a son that you'll continue to keep? And if I see so much of myself in him, what does that say about your grip on me? Did you let him go or did he leave? Or did he stop seeking salvation with fear and trembling? Will I see my friends again in eternity? How deeply can we grieve the Spirit before the Spirit's work will cease? All my family, I'm afraid. Wind-driven and tossed like the waves of the sea, I'm not faithless, but I'm faltering. And I need you to pray for me. The kingdom suffers, and I've not run halfway. And less than half of my faith remains. But if you can't deny yourself, then there's still just one place that I'll make my grave. I hear the Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray, find in me thine all in all, find in me thine all in all, I have not abandoned your heart, I have not abandoned your heart, this has been the devil's winter. Frostbitten and frozen in time As though the days are but a whisper But shrill enough to constantly remind me That the past is not forgotten And my wounds do not yet healed Yet when the sutures set and seal my heart Even then the scars cannot be concealed You have revealed yourself a weakness Clothed yourself in poverty The emerald city holds so much of my soul But its needles always find me wanting My body clones with the rest of creation And you intercede for me Chosen before the earth's foundation So we will stand round expecting me And I find my hope in the eager anticipation Of what going home will bring The kingdom suffers And I've not run halfway. And less than half of my faith remains. But if you can't deny yourself, then there's still just one place that I'll make my grave. I have not abandoned your heart. I will not abandon your heart.
0: So the song starts out, and he talks about a goblin, which right away you're like, what is this? You know?
1: The green goblin
0: and like i looked up what a goblin is like is he talking about like the internet goblins which are internet people who are know-it-alls that like do the actually thing to trolls um (laughs) like they try to troll trolls i don't know if that's that i that's my best guess um it could just be an obnoxious person um who doesn't listen or have intellect but thinks they know things so he says that a goblin told him that God was metaphorical. And basically his thoughts are, you know, he says that the the goblin is drowning beneath an ocean of dogma and liturgy and the waves keep pulling him further out to sea. And he kind of pulls that together and says like, he has a lot of the same questions as me. Right? So this person that says that God's not real, he's a metaphor. And he has, he's like, I struggle with all these things. And Levi's like, well, me too. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, you, know, he's, you know, he struggles with theology and the Bible and biblical books. Um, and that the, this theology is confusing. And it, it gets more confusing the more he learns. Uh, but he says, but the father who knows all secrets reveals them all eventually. There is truth. Basically, he's like, I, I knew God was in charge. I believed in God. But when his brother, like left the faith like he's like oh mm-hmm. uh and you can kind of tell his frustration turns to god because he says why don't you sing over me and that really stuck with me uh because i'm like what does that even mean like yeah. why is he telling god why don't you sing over me so i googled it <laughs> and apparently there are bible verses in the old testament I think there's some Psalms, but one in particular is from Zephaniah 317, where he says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. And other versions say, he will sing over you with joy, right? And I've never heard or thought about God singing over us, right? Right?
1: I thought, like, bro, like, right when I think about this, and, like, I heard it for the first time, like, I imagine, like, when you think about the prodigal son and the, you know, the dad in that story, which is meant to be God, right. right? Like, just always looking down the road, seeing when he finally sees his son, like, he's so happy. It's like he has that party, you know, they kill the calf, and he's mm-hmm. just, like, so stoked his son's back mm-hmm. that, like, he's rejoicing. He's, you know so happy and like that's kind of the way i look at it it's like you know levi in this moment probably in this dark moment of thinking about his brother leaving the faith it's like man why aren't you doing that to my family why is these bad what are these bad things happen yeah to me? don't
0: you have joy over me anymore like that's really his right what he's struggling with yeah. there
1: it gosh and i i read this like these lyrics and i listen to these lyrics and like i don't want to summarize them because like I'm going to, but I don't want to because there's so many awesome pieces to it. But if I were to just like summarize violence into one word, I would say it's about, it's about doubt, Mm. right? Like it's about doubting the faith that you have, right? Like it's about doubting the existence of a, a, a God. It's about doubting, you know, if you're your faith is real.
0: I would probably say struggle more than doubt.
1: The struggle, yeah, but that struggle I think is like you're struggling with doubt. Right? Like sure. I don't know. It is tough. Like it's cuz when you we're going to get deeper. We're going to get deeper into this, right? Yeah. But I'm like, probably going to hit every
0: of- every line <laughs> in the song like <laughs> I so, so I'm not going to
1: say the note I have. I'm not going to say okay. the note I have you can wait, for it because wait I want to hear it. you. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yes. So I will backtrack a little bit. So basically the sing over me thing, right? So his brother leaves the faith, right? And he says, you know, he struggles with this and asks God, why don't you sing over me? Didn't you used to sing over me? Like, wasn't there used yeah. there used to be this strong faith? And he asks if his brother is gone because he never believed or if he did believe, is he a son that you'll continue to keep? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's that theological question, like, did he lose his salvation? Did he never have it? Did he used to have it and you're going to keep him even though for the rest of his life he won't be a Christian? Like, big but theological discussion. And I feel like Tyler's Perseverance
1: like... Perseverance of the saints. Exactly. Like the idea, like, if you were saved, are you always saved? And if you leave the faith were you ever saved like these crazy just thoughts that will eat at you forever man that's what a
0: lot of this song is is just like his spiraling thoughts like you can tell like as we go he just like says one thing which leads to the next thought which leads to the next thought and like it's Mm -hmm. it's very well and powerfully done um but he says if i see so much of myself in my brother what does that say about your grip on me Right. If he sees yeah. he's suffering, struggling with the same things his brother did. Um, he said, did you let him go or did he leave? Or did he stop seeking salvation with fear and trembling? And after that, he throws another big blanket question that he kind of yells. And he's like, will I see my friends again in eternity? You know, like, are my friends yeah. even saved? Like, what what's going to happen when we die, right? Like, he's just like this spiraling worried uh, you know like am i even saved kind of doubt yeah so yeah maybe doubt like you were saying yeah um and he goes on to say it kind of like wraps up this whole thought with like how deeply can we grieve the spirit before the spirit's work will cease like how much Mm -hmm. struggle do we give the holy spirit before it gives up on us is it possible and, and he says, oh, all my family, I'm afraid, which is powerful lyric. And he goes on to say, like, he's not faithless, but he is faltering and he needs us to pray for him. I assume his family is like his church family, uh, especially if his brother left the faith. And I won't get into detail of his like, personal life, but you know, he's basically like, like pray for me. I'm, I'm really struggling with this and you can really tell he spirals out and he continues on with more metaphors and says wind driven and tossed like the waves of the sea, you know, um, and we kind of get into this chorus. I call it a chorus cause he does it twice and I think it's kind of where the music really transitions and builds, but he says the kingdom suffers and I've not run halfway and less than half of my faith remains. But if you can't deny yourself, then there's still just one place that I'll make my grave. And then here we are with a hymn where he says, I hear the savior say, thy strength indeed is small child of weakness, watch and pray find in me thine all in all. I have not abandoned your heart. And like the way he says that is like, it's, it's almost like he says it in despair, but it's very encouraging.
1: Yeah yeah it's interesting because i mean that 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 part right there right is like the transition it seems like it just goes silent right like Mm -hmm. after that it it
0: pretty much starts again (laughs) like it's the halfway point you know
1: you know and he talks about like he's halfway there not even halfway there or he's halfway there he He has not run
0: halfway like his life isn't even half over but less, less than half of his faith remains. And he's like, I'm not even halfway. I don't even have half my faith. And he's just like, like really saying, man, I'm struggling. Like,
1: yeah, my, my highlight you read, uh, my big part, I was like, this, like to me, like it signifies like what his real big, like, like idea was probably when he's writing this, trying to work through, like, I'm not faithless but I'm faltering. Mm -hmm. Like I still believe in God, but it's tough. Yeah. There's a lot of things that go on that make me question my faith. A lot of things that go on that pull me to and fro. Right. Like, um, you know, and it's so crazy because like, you know, everyone, like everyone has their doubts and all Christians have these types of these ideas and these thoughts of like, man, like why God, right. When, when things happen and stuff, but like, it's weird for me and I know for you too, like we talk about this a lot. Like I feel like when I first was saved over a decade ago, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, like 13 years, whatever it's been now, like those questions were never anywhere near my thoughts. Totally. And as I've become more and more mature in my faith, right. As my life has continued to move on, where I don't even think I'm halfway there yet, but the questions I have about my faith right now are so much more than I had 13 years ago, right? Like, and it's not saying I, I don't believe. It's like he, like you said, I'm not faithless, but there's a lot of things that come up. There's a lot of like, death is a reality. There's a lot of like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing, you know, things happen and it's tough, right?
0: Absolutely, and I think that's why the the line where he says it almost sounds like he's about to about uh, he's about to start crying when he right. says, "I have not abandoned your heart," and I think that's something that we need as Christians. We need to constantly be reminded. In fact, I think that's a line he says, um, you know, of God. Like so, a long time ago, we talked about Devil Wears Prada, the act. And I talked about the song chemical and how like I woke up at night and I'd have thoughts of like, one day I'm going to die and it would keep me up at night. And the thought of like, how are my kids going to do without me? Like, what Mm -hmm. if I die young and they don't even know me and, or my goals or aspirations or my love for them. And they just have a bunch of questions and they don't ever really get to know me. Like fear sets in, right? And it like locked me up and not too much longer after that. My pastor had a sermon where he talked about people who have those issues. And I'm like, was he listening to my podcast? (laughs) I don't think he was. He's not a podcast kind of guy. Uh, Unless Pastor Miles, you are listening. Let me know. (laughs) Um, No, but he had a sermon that was like, if you think that way, you are not being kingdom minded. Sure. And it was a great reminder that I am, my struggles were worldly and prideful and selfish, like about my legacy. Will I be remembered? Right. And, you know, it's just kind of a, you know, when you, maybe it's just getting older and the thought of death and stuff like that happening. But um, anyway, I, I feel like we constantly need to be refreshed by each other and the Bible to help, right. you know, stave off these feelings and, maybe not leave less than half of our faith, you know?
1: Yeah, but there's also something, like, you're absolutely right, you know? And when you say kingdom-minded, I think of Gideon's song, kingdom-minded kingdom. off their first album, and, like, them leaving the faith, or the some of the members, or whatever, you know? Sure. Like, you know, and it's just like, yes, we can say that, you know? And you're absolutely right. Like, you can remind yourself, but for some people, like, it's just like, it's still there and I think part of what's pretty darn cool is like it's like man like it's okay because other people have those thoughts too like one thing we really suck at as Christians (laughs) is like showing emotions and showing like our real selves sometimes we go to church and we put a smile on we post a couple pictures on Facebook and Instagram and everyone thinks everything's hunky-dory Yep. you know and they ask how are you doing you're like
0: I'm great doing good yeah how you doing that's great yeah
1: and so sometimes it just it everything looks like dude nobody has the same problems I have no one has the same thoughts I have when in fact like they probably do in some cases and Levi the poet I think that's what rung true with me it's like man I feel that I've seen people leave the faith and it just it makes me spiral into these thoughts of like Mm -hmm. were they ever saved Are they coming back to the faith? God, what are you doing? You know, and Mm -hmm. um, it's tough. And it's like, am
0: I gonna leave the faith?
1: Yeah, is is that ever gonna happen to me, you know? And it's so tough, you know? You see people die young, like you said. You see people that like get sick or get in an accident and stuff happens. And it's like, man, that could be me. It's it's a terrifying thought, you know? um but the idea that other people are going through it too and working through it to me is is comforting it shows that like man like we're not robotic christians like we're not just going through this life as robots who everything was taken away from us because we're still in this world man this world is violent
0: hmm, name you of the know?
1: song hmm. <laughs> name a song violence it's violent and it's tough and you're worn out and even though we're not even halfway there yet like dude i can't even imagine having enough to go another half like that's just crazy to think about but i get it
0: yeah and i really think he's like it's a big call out like yes to god being like like man the kingdom suffers like is the spirit getting worn out from us because we're we're just struggling so much mm-hmm. you know but anyway let's uh let's continue so the last i'll say half but it's much less than half uh it's just another verse and then the chorus again but he he kind of starts again with another rough thing and says this has been the devil's winter like just more metaphors of a difficult time yeah i think he's back to spiraling and he kind of there's some metaphors in here where he's reminded of past sins and suffering uh where he says uh that he's he's constantly reminding him that that the past is not forgotten and his wounds have not yet healed. Yeah. And even the scars cannot be concealed. Like he's like, man, I remember my sins. I remember my my struggles. Um. I I guess you could call them violent type words. I I, I think it's a spiritual violence kind of thing, going on. Um, but then he talks about Jesus, yeah. saying that he clothed himself in poverty, revealed himself in weakness, you know, although he says you, right? You revealed yourself in weakness, clothed yourself in poverty. And, uh, he says his body groans with the rest of creation. And Jesus interceded for him, chose him before the earth's foundation. And now knowing this, he will stand ground expectantly with eager anticipation of what going home will bring. Like I feel like it's just man, the lyrics are just so they're so dense with material. Yeah. I mean you got Bible verses in here, hymns. Like But yeah, back to the chorus, he ends it with the kingdom suffers, I have not run halfway. Less than half of my faith remains. Uh and of course Tommy Green's yelling and hooping and hollering in the background. (laughs) Hooping and hollering.
1: Yeah. He is yelling
0: violence,
1: Dude, And here's the deal: this whole song goes on, and it's so cyclical to where like it comes back around, and like, I, obviously it's answered, but it's not like answered. If you know what I mean, like there's all these questions he has, all these thoughts he's like, you know, and obviously like he's talking about God interceding for him, he's chosen before the foundations of the of the world, and he's gonna wait in anticipation for what the future is gonna bring. Um, but then right after that, he repeats it and just says, man, but it's tough. Yeah. And so like, it's this circle of like, that's what this life is, but I have not abandoned your heart. I will not abandon your heart.
0: Yeah. I think it's It's heavy. I I think it's, I think it's honest, right? Like becoming a Christian I feel like a lot of the world thinks that, oh, if you become a Christian, your life is very cookie cutter and happy and things are, you know, finances are good and health is good and Jesus is there to provide for you. And it's like, that's like what like worldly Christianity looks like to people. But really, when you get saved and you follow God and you change your life, right, with a regenerate heart, I'll say like your life doesn't get easier. And I mean, this song I think is a, is a picture of someone who's going through something very intense. And I think the the highlight of most of this that causes his spiral is that, well, we'll say an atheist, a goblin says, I'm struggling with these things. And he's like, oh, me too, man. And I believe. And then at the same time, his brother leaves the faith and he's like i'm exactly like my brother and you know like i don't know exactly where my thoughts are going with this but being a christian is not easy and i think this song really highlights someone going through the throes of struggling with it
1: yeah there you know, a few things i think about like back at college there was this atheist group i don't know if you remember them do you remember them? Like it caught on for like a year. What well, did they have a name? They were just like, they were a club. They were a club of atheists.
0: Didn't they had a weird name, right?
1: They did. I forget what it was. But they were just like atheists. And they, they were like, like a they wanted to hall. do
0: like a Christian group for atheists, right? Yeah, it was, it was like a club. it was
1: like it was a club. Yeah, it was like because we had our Christian campus ministries or whatever. They wanted to just have their atheist campus thing, which you know, obviously in a public university you can do whatever you want club wise um and so like they had their their atheist club and they'd have like someone sitting out at this table and it's like come ask an atheist a question like i talked to him a few times you know and i went over there and like sat with him and like i was like yeah i was an atheist at one point and i'm a believer now you know um but we were just talking with this guy and he's like man He's the atheist now. He was at one point a Christian. He's like listening to like these worship songs. He's like, it's just like everything about Christianity is so focused on just manipulation. Right? Where he's talking about this one uh worship song by Hillsong where they just completely like con- they just reiterate the verse and the chorus like a billion times like Hillsong does, not hating on Hillsong if you guys are like huge fans. Oh like hate. <laughs> We're talking about chorus after, chorus, after chorus, after chorus, after chorus, a quiet chorus, a loud chorus, a quiet chorus, an explosive chorus, right? And he's like, man, they just manipulate you and you get your emotions working. They turn the lights off. They they go, you know, all these types of things. And he's like, it's all Christianity is in a microchasm is that is manipulation um, to try to make your you body feel better for when you die. Uh, okay, yeah, cool. you trick your body, you trick your thoughts. And I'm like, and part of me is like, dang, dude, sometimes like yeah like there's people that do do that um but for him like that was a tipping point like to Mm -hmm. leave the faith Mm -hmm. like a realization rather than saying oh no there's just a few bad apples that are manipulators or like an impending doom song like you know you think about deceivers there's only a few there's there's not like that's not the body of christ Right. But, like, to him, just seeing a few that were doing the wrong thing was enough to let him leave the faith. Hmm. And it's like, dang, you know. Uh, for And he left for his philosophical musings, right? Now exactly. he's focused on all, like, the in, in, intellectual stuff. And you think about, like, is that what Levi the Poet's brother, you know, went and chased too? Right. Uh, and so it's just super, like, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about. And even though, like, he had those questions, like, I have those questions too yeah like manipulation and stuff is, is crazy and i just i don't think it ever pushed me to the point where i leave the faith but it's like yeah that i mean there are some truths to christians manipulating other people you know
0: well and i think a lot of people claim christianity for that same reason that they're afraid right. of dying and they're like i don't know if god's real i just want to make sure that I'm on the list, so I'm gonna go to church and do these things, and you get a lot of these really fake Christians that think that they're Christians, and they say all these things, and it's like, do you even read your Bible? Like, very legalistic type things, right? Anyway, I feel like we're we're spiraling down another...
1: (laughs) We are spiraling... but but, Dude, I think it brings up a lot of these, like, these ideas and these thoughts, and... I remember, I remember, dude, like, this is crazy. Like, when I first became a Christian, I was, like, 18 or 19, maybe, or 18. I don't know. Uh, like, when I first became a Christian, and, like, I was saved and uh, crazy. Like, God, God opened my eyes. And But I remember, like, the first few weeks, like, just laying in bed thinking, I'm like, dude, it's going to be so easy to drop, like, 10 pounds now that I got Jesus on my side. <laughs> I um, can do all <laughs> things
0: through Christ who strengthens. Exactly. Like, that's what I'm thinking.
1: <laughs> And I was like, no, it's actually a lot if harder. If God is for me, pot- who can be
0: against me? I'm going to win this wrestling match.
1: <laughs> it's, it's actually <laughs> a lot harder to lose weight as a Christian because all the potlucks. But, you know, like, <laughs> I'm serious, man. Um, but, like, I just had those thoughts. Like, dude, life is going to be so cake because now I got the champ on my side. He's in my corner. Mm-hmm. And, like, little did I know, like, that's not like... <laughs> That's very simple. How,
0: how God what God can do for you, Tyler.
1: Exactly. Right. Exactly. And and you look at it and you say like, okay, this isn't all about me. Like even us right now like, dude, if God uses Gary and Tyler's all-consuming podcast talk about sleeping giants to even let somebody realize that man, people have those thoughts of of um faltering faith and doubt and stuff like that and they realize like man i can i can make it through this like dude, that sick because like we could just sit up here and be like life's awesome we have no idea what levi's talking about yeah he's not a christian <laughs> but man if if that's not if that's not heavy and you can't relate to it like i don't know if you are experiencing this world this sinful broken world that we're all in
0: yeah well this is like really hard to wrap up especially because we ended the episode with this song i mean i mean so there's there's some more good like great songs that tyler and i wished we had time to talk about but really our lives are pretty busy this summer and i think we're already pushing two hours on this episode and this is like our fifth time trying to re- sit down and record this episode.
1: Technical difficulties. Yeah, we
0: had some te- technical difficulties, but uh, well, and it's just it's taking us like forty minutes per song. <laughs> uh, so as a closer, I kind of have like three things. I'll I'll call them calls to actions for our listeners. Three things that that we would like you guys to do for us. Um, number one. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Right, stay up to date on what we're doing, when we're going to release stuff. Number two, if you feel so inclined, join our Patreon, subscribe, buy us a cup of coffee, whatever. Um, Otherwise, check it out. There's some free stuff there. You don't have to be a subscriber. Um, For our current patrons, we love you guys. You're awesome. Um, And the third thing is something we've never asked before because we never thought about it. Leave a rating or review on whatever platform you're listening on we love feedback good and bad so you know we just want to make this podcast like better so yeah leave a review on those things and that's all i have so thank you and good night
2: for listening.